la bate. Atropos. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of 17 Minutes. This is legendary voice Alvin Sheehan. It's another Friday before sunset, so please sit back or lay back and enjoy a breath of life for the next 17 minutes with your host, my friend, LaFool and A. This is episode number 10. I don't even know what we're going to talk about today. Figure we start anyway and see where it goes. Obviously, you love talking about politics, so that's first on the list of things that you probably don't want to talk about. You ever see like some TV show or some news thing where they were like, you know, we surveyed our audience to see what you wanted to talk about. Was it A, Joe Rogan, B, Ganja, C, stuff that he wants to talk about? So what do you want to talk about, A, B, or C? Did you ask the audience or are you just asking me? These podcasts are recorded in advance, so it's hard to ask the audience. So for now, I'm asking you, and then later on, we'll take a survey and we'll see what they say. And we'll see how close we were to what they actually wanted. I'm sorry. The only thing I can remember right now is Joe Rogan. What was the other one? And why are there only three choices? Uh, isn't there usually four choices? It makes it a lot easier. For next time, we'll have four. But for now, I wanted to make it easier. I thought less would be better. I mean, wouldn't one choice be the obvious, easiest one of all? Two makes it twice as hard. Three is actually getting more complicated. So I don't see how four makes it easier. One is never a choice. It's not even an option. That's a demand. Two, it's an either or. And sometimes if it's nicely balanced you know, between the two, and we don't have an electoral college to help us out, then it gets a little more complicated to pick which one you really, really want to talk about. In this case, the third choice that you gave me, which is whatever it wants to talk about, isn't really a choice. It's more like, well, yeah, there are things that I want to talk about in life in general, but are they appropriate to this thing? No. So I feel like I had two choices, one of which was Joe Rogan, and I don't remember the first one. That was the first one. I don't remember the term, but isn't that thing called like a, a Hobbesian choice? <laughs> I have no idea. Can you look it up? You have a computer. I'm probably saying it wrong. I haven't even thought that word in a long time. Hobson's choice? Yeah. So what is a Hobson's choice? A choice of taking what is available or nothing at all. <laughs> The second choice is basically what we have as a political system, which is you have A or B. The third option is, again, Joe Rogan, Ganja, or Einstein. Oh, it was Ganja. That's right. You see? That's right. Sorry. And it's interesting because before we talked, we mentioned Joe Rogan. You were like, nah, 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 Joe Rogan. Blah, blah, blah. And so I have this picture in my mind of, of what happened. After our conversation, you were all like, I'm tired. All he talks about is Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, rah, 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 rah. Well, I'm going to see what Joe Rogan is up to. I can't stand this. I'm going to fix this once and for all. And so you log on. You're like, oh, 
Molly Cyrus. I can't wait. I'm watching this entire episode. And I thought, wow, that's pretty crazy. In your weird little imagination, there are a couple of things that maybe you kind of went off on the wrong tangent. First of all, I wasn't rah rah rahing on Joe Rogan because I don't like his show. I was rah rah rahing on Joe Rogan because on that day he represented to me all that was sort of wrong with wealthy Americans and their inability to, you know, kind of recognize what's happening with the change in the world and how easy it is for them to just be like, I'm not going to pay attention to those things. I'm just going to do what works best for me. I have a problem with the system. I don't necessarily have a problem with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was a convenient example for what I find very frustrating about the United States right now. But I'm also glad that I was like, oh, you know, we talked about Joe Rogan. I haven't gone to see what he's broadcast recently. It happened to be Miley Cyrus, who I've always been like a weirdly odd fan of hers, you know? I'm just fascinated by her energy and by how much she struggled and how much she's fought. And I took a great amount of delight in watching her interview with Joe Rogan because she just never stopped and he couldn't get a word in edgewise, which I found sort of really funny because that usually doesn't happen to him. And she said some really interesting things on the podcast about her life experience and where she's at right now, et cetera. So I absolutely enjoyed that. I guess for this episode, we're going to be talking about Joe Rogan because that's what we're talking about now. So I made a choice, apparently. No, we're going to talk about ganja. (laughs) Okay, can we talk about Joe Rogan and ganja together? Because he likes to smoke weed and he likes to get his guests a little baked. That was the old Joe Rogan. Wait, there's an old Joe Rogan? The old Joe Rogan had a nice, cool spot. It was like a den, like a man's den, like one of those manly, manly dens. Had a werewolf in there, had a flamethrower in there, all sorts of good stuff in there. Now, his new studio looks like the inside of a fleshlight. Oh my God, for real? I haven't seen it. Wait, I, I have to go look on the internet and see a picture of his new studio. Imagine what it looks like on the inside. I've never imagined what it looks like on the inside. And so now I just have to go Joe Rogan's new studio. Okay, so when you go there, I'll be able to tell because you'll laugh out loud once you see it. This is like a fleshlight on the inside of that. <laughs> Wait, is it all this weird pink cavey stuff? Yep, just like a fleshlight. <laughs> Oh my God, whoever said that is completely right. And they should get a million dollars for calling it that because that totally looks like the inside of a flashlight. That's the new Joe Rogan right there. That's the new one. So you can instantly tell right away the Manly Studio or the Fleshlight Studio. What in the world has he done? And why? did Has he explained himself? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really funny. Oh, my God. The word speechless is pretty much it. I don't even know what to say about that. I'll never try to defend it. I'll just let people laugh until they can't laugh anymore. So Joe's definitely keeping them entertained with that look right there. I feel sorry for Jamie. Jamie's aged like 20 years just by going to Austin. The interesting thing is Joe's known for getting high. Joe can't get high anymore. Joe's trying to justify by saying, yeah, yeah, I heard in Austin you can have up to like a quarter pound in your car. Yo, Jamie, if you get caught with a quarter pound, they're going to put you in a box and Joe ain't going to be able to get you out. So don't let Joe trick you and believe in that one. Joe isn't getting high with his guests anymore because you can get arrested in Austin for that? I have no idea if he's getting high. I don't think Joe can be like, I got Malone here today and we're getting 
high in the studio doing mushrooms and smoking some good at ganja. <laughs> I think Joe will find a bunch of sheriffs inside of his studio by the time that the episode aired. What do you think that's not seriously? I I I have to stop laughing. What do you think that's going to do for the show? If you want to stop laughing, stop looking at the picture of Joe Rogan's new studio. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Even if you close your eyes, you'll still see it. You'll, you No, I don't. I'm going to have dreams about it, and it's awful. Can't erase that memory. It'll always be in your mind. No. 2020 will be associated with Joe Rogan's Fleshlight Studio forever. Oh, God. That's how 2020 ended right there, ladies and gentlemen. My question was serious. What do you think it's going to do for the show if there's not as much a focus on things like cannabis or mushrooms? Joe will probably get a sponsorship with Budweiser and be just fine. He's drinking a whole lot more. His first show, he was basically drunk. Drunk Joe Rogan sounds a little bit like this. Oh, that's got to be awful. I may not watch as much anymore. There's nothing worse than trying to like listen or have a conversation with someone who's drunk. It's it's a little easier if someone's using cannabis or something else. Drunk people do not make long form interviews very fun i don't think uh, i think he'll figure it out i mean it's, it's joe rogan yes he's a fighter at heart so he'll figure out what's best and you know believe me he gets a lot of feedback from his forums if you want to just have a good laugh sit for like an dedicated hour just going through all the little comments in there there's like a technique i write these long drawn out statements people are like this guy's boring but the short ones the ones that get it in like one sentence just kill yeah this stuff is so funny and it's just a very it's a very diverse group of just genuine pure loving assholes <laughs> and they just make you laugh dicks and assholes there's some guys are just dicks but some guys are just like they can take it over the top and those are my favorites so i just laughed just looking at that and that'll be around forever what joe saved in taxes he probably will lose in health and longevity so being in texas drinking a lot more smoking cigars don't work it out or else it'll be like my health is deteriorating i gotta get back to california hey what do you think about his ganesh so he put ganesha in there instead of buddha i believe and i wonder if that's part of the color scheme sort of unfamiliar to western audiences what do you make of it i don't know because i've never understood ganesha that well I wonder if Jamie does or if Joe does or if that's just his designer. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It would be nice to see Joe Rogan get like real serious and go down to the legislation during the next session and be like, look at, hey, people. Like if one person could get cannabis legalized here in Texas, it would be Joe Rogan. You think so? Seriously. There's already a great movement out there. There's great people that work with uh, normal. There's great people that work with Texas, Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy. Uh, and a lot of other solid groups out here in, in Austin that are fighting every day, and especially twice as hard when the legislation is in session to try to get it legalized. I'm very proud of them. I'm proud to, you know, to stand beside them and any support they need to try to give it to them. And they got close last time, but you still have the attorney general up there who is a hardcore prohibitionist, like I said, dear freedom for him, but not for the rest of the state. What are the economic impacts in Texas for cannabis? For instance, is there a benefit to legalizing cannabis um, and then being able to grow it in large quantities? Is that one of the reasons that legalizing could be a benefit to Texas? Well, the reason why they're keeping it illegal, I'll start with there, is for money, the love of money. There's more money in prosecuting people than there is in legalizing it. The alcohol industry, 
lobbies against it. The police fraternity lobbies against it. Law enforcement hates the idea of not being able to pull somebody over and saying, I think I smell marijuana on you, boy, and pulling them out of the car and confiscating their property. If you take that away from them, they're going to say, oh, we can't do our jobs now. And then again, you have church organizations. Even though it's in the Bible, religious fanatics don't know the real scriptures. And so they oppose it and they fight against it. And again, it still targets people of color, which is the biggest reason that they like to keep it illegal. So that's the number one problem with it is too many people have profited too long off prohibition. They legalized hemp and they've started hemp production. I personally would like to see hemp more focused on because right now you have cotton farmers that are being subsidized and their fields are being ruined by cotton. If they could grow hemp and cotton and still receive their subsidies, I think they could rotate their crops. We could turn all that into textile. We can turn it into diesel fuel. There's a guy named Jack Herrera who wrote a book called The Emperor Wears No Clothes that outlines all the different things that can be done with hemp as a textile. Uh, As far as using it for flour, it can be grown in Texas. It's not the same quality, in my opinion, as like California cannabis and ganja is, but it can still be grown here. Is the quality of the bud, the flower itself, does that have to do with the weather and the growing climate there? Is it just not wet enough? What's the deal with that? It's many factors. West Texas is a per- probably a little bit drier than uh, East Texas. The humidity is a little, little high here. And so you have a problem with mold, probably one of the, the biggest problems, especially in like greenhouses and stuff like that. Even though it's still hot in California, it's still a little cooler. And then you get along the coastline there, you have that ocean grown, that ocean breeze. And that actually does something to the quality of the buds and that stuff and makes them a little crispier. So it seems Texas can be fine to grow, but I would say definitely California is probably superior weather-wise to grow. They let it be legal here. You can definitely grow hemp. You can grow indoor anywhere. So they could definitely grow large quantities of indoor here, but you can still have some pretty good outdoor too. The end of the season is the toughest part. It really needs to be dried near the end of that season. And I think Texas is a little bit wetter. Do you guys get like a monsoon toward August, September? Right now, it rained just a couple of days. So if you were in flowering phase, your buds would have gotten wet. Now you have a problem with with mold. Right. It's even worse in August. But look at California right now, the mountains, they're having a worse problem. And that is with the smoke. The smoke gets into your flowers and and it just has a smoky taste to it or smoky smell. And it's hard to break that out. Yeah. I look forward to the day that they will legalize it in Texas. You know, the people here are good people and they deserve to be free. We all deserve to be free. Texans like to talk about freedom, but they really don't want all of them people to be free. That's just my opinion from what I see. I'm still here. I'm going to keep fighting for legalization here in Austin. And hopefully that's one thing Joe Rogan could do. I think if Joe Rogan made an effort and said, look, I'm going to donate $20 million to this project. Boom. And I'm going to go down and talk to the legislation myself. Boom. We're going to push these things. It could possibly happen. One person could make a difference because he's got an army in Texas behind him supporting that. It just needs somebody that all those people down there in the Congress are going to look at and go, oh my God, isn't that that Joe Rogan guy? And they're going to listen to him. And he's going to explain to them, because Joe talks about this. He talks about it relentlessly. 
And so he has the arguments. Everything that they try to use an excuse, Joe has battled that with his guest already on the show. So your call today is to Joe Rogan to step up and legalize cannabis in the state of Texas now that he is a resident and a business owner. Joe, you here. I know you're proud of your Fleshlight Studio. Come out and make a real difference in Texas. Get it legalized. Ganja. Ganja. 420. All right. I'll talk to you very soon. Have a blessed Sabbath and Shabbat Shalom.